<laughs> made glorious summer by the sun of York. <laughs> I do we way well, woo, woo, woo. You know what okay. I do? Fuck yeah! You're recording already. I am. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording. I hit five minutes ago. Oh, no, I'm joking. Okay. I just, oh. I just turned it on like. Oh, yeah. no, I actually turned it on twenty seconds. Are ago. we really recording? Yeah, yeah twenty oh, seconds good. ago. I recorded. That's perfect. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, this is shut your mouth. Alex, we're we're okay. We're doing the perfect ten podcast. It's again another cross pollination. I just did one of these a few weeks ago with another podcast. So I think it's perfect because it's like. I introduce your podcast. You introduce yeah. mine to your listeners, and it's like absolutely, and it's so cool. So we're here. So we're here uh, with the cast, uh, parts of the cast of uh, uh, This Is Meg at Cinequest. So just like an arm and a leg, an arm and a leg, <laughs> important parts of the yeah. cast, obviously, because you're here. No, um, so I thought, like, hey, let's throw a little improv podcast together and talk a little bit about our experiences on of Meg and our experiences here at Cinequest. So I'm going to go around. And then we also are doing two podcasts at the same time. Uh, obviously, the Indie Film Hustle podcast, who you're listening to it now, and also the Perfect 10 podcast. Which you're listening to now. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so everyone go around and introduce yourself. Well, I'm Lana Turner. So if you're listening to my podcast, you know who I am, right? right. So that's cool. And who do you play in? Um, I play Angel. Yes. Yes. And my character is like this... Um, I don't even know how to describe me. I'm, well, let's go introduce yeah, everybody, we'll then we'll talk. Then we'll okay. Talk. Yeah. All right. Next. Hi, I'm Joseph Reitman. I play Eric. <laughs> He's going through puberty. <laughs> Hi, Ruben Dario, also going through puberty, and I play Al. Holly Wartel, I play Susan Walker, a mean casting director. <laughs> yeah, that was so like wonderful. You sold that. I love that. <laughs> and then it's me, Jill Michelle Meliana. I play Meg. Yes. <laughs> and Mr. Jack is here, but he's being a little bit of a diva and does not want to talk. His publicist said, like, not today. He's not getting paid. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but he's on my lap and he's he's in it and he's licking. Um, and uh, now he's gonna take a nap. So, <laughs> Jill, what's Jack thinking? What would he say? Jack would go. Okay, guys, it's Mr. Jack here from This Is Meg. I'm sure Sarah loves Cinequest. Oh, God. <laughs> I've had to deal with this for six months of this crap with the dog. No, I'm that is not Jack's voice. That is not Jack's voice. Jack talks like this. Jack, 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 Jack might very well be secretly planning to kill us all. <laughs> Sweet little face. She's doing the long game, six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Jack is a, is a King Charles dog, for those of you who don't know. Oh, no, everybody who knows anything about Meg knows yeah. about Jack. Uh, all the indie film hustle people definitely know <laughs> about Jack. Yeah. And, and also Lana. Yeah, on my podcast. Jill's been on my... Jill Michelle Melion has been on, on The Perfect Ten many, many times, and she always brings Jack along. Of yeah. course. So, yeah, Jack is... It's synonymous with you. Yes, he is. Yes, he's your baby. You're so fine. we had our world premiere last night, or yesterday. Yeah. It was yeah. super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's still, Joe. hu- still hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Being but, high on life. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Hanging out with the dance moms in the lobby. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. We missed something. Yeah, there, actually, there actually is some sort of convention with dance moms down in the lobby of our hotel. So it's, it's... We have a volleyball championship of yes. like teenagers yes. and dance moms. The whole dance crew. Or there's lots of glitter and lots of poofoos and all kinds of stuff. Oh, and then of course the brothers that come along that are the bratty brothers that push all the buttons on the elevator. Okay, let's not oh, go. That, and what's great is everyone got a trophy because everyone deserves a trophy. Yeah. That's right, because we're all winners. That's the real. Yeah. It's like in the film business, yeah. there is no competition. We're all winners. Oh right. <laughs> What's all the- actors get all the parts all the time. Wow. <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you, doing? it was really cool to to watch Meg on that big screen in it the looked, theater. It, it, was, yeah. it looked amazing. It was a huge theater too. It, it was huge. a huge screen. And to hear because you know it's only been us that have seen it or you right. know, the screening, and this was like with strangers that don't know who any of us are, and to hear where they laughed, they laughed so much, and I really was like. I was so proud, and I genuinely was laughing. I hadn't seen it like in I, a couple I, weeks. I, I actually <laughs> told you last night that you were uh, Robert De Niro on Cape Fear. All he needed was ah, ha, 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 ha. That's, that's, he uh, totally was laughing in the back of the theater. It was, like, it, was, it was interesting watching the screening because I know that we all think that we're wonderful, but it was so nice to see other people who thought it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's go around a little bit and talk about um, your part and your experience, like what your experience was uh, working on This Is Meg and, and the unique scenario that we were put into so uh jill we've talked to you a lot about this yeah. so we'll go through yeah, that. Geez. holly 
Well, for one thing is it was a really easy, fun shoot, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. Um, uh, I brought a zillion clothes. Uh, uh, it was fun you just having, having you guys rent. I, I think I overdid it. Um, but it was nice. <laughs> it was nice having the layout, um, the outline for the character, and some lines that I uh, uh, could use and did use. And I guess you guys filling me in with the story, and it was really fun to improvise uh, within a framework. Um, um, Holly, you were such a bitch. That was what was so great. Like you came out at the beginning of your like the first thing she does is she meets Meg and makes like a struggling actress. And Meg is so looking forward to meeting this casting director. And she you played such a hardcore bitch. You were so hateable. And then it was amazing to see your character transform and because it's so Hollywood. To tell the listeners, you know, Holly and, and everybody I'll tell we fill in their credits, but Holly is, you know, she's from like Return to Me, the Bonnie Hunt show. She's done a million like television shows. Um, we met on Big Time Rush together and then we've been like pretty much sisters since then. Um, and I, I have to tell you, she was like, you know, the casting directors haven't been that mean to me. I don't know what you're talking about, Jill. I really don't get it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. Have you had that experience where somebody was just awful in the room? I really felt feel like the casting agents I've been to have been very nice and have really truly wanted me to get the role. They, they, I've had them say to me, we just want you to solve our problem, be the character. What I really pulled from to be such a bitch was a director that I worked with who I remember, instead of giving me a note and saying what he wanted me to do, he would imitate me at, with what I did that he didn't like. mocking you. Yes, and say, don't do... Let's go again. And I thought, well, he just imitated me doing me doing what he doesn't want me to do, and that's what's in my head. And now he wants yeah. me to go forward with what? Like, give me a note. So that's what I pulled from. I thought, I'm going to do that to Meg. Just give her the most horrible note and give her nothing. And, 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 yeah. and, and, help, and not help her in the audition at all. Um, and like I said, thankfully, I've really had a casting agent help me. But that was a director that was well, mean. Can I, we I play the guessing game of who the director is? I think that um, to be a casting agent is actually a really hard job. And I, I think that it has to, I mean, you have to feel bad, like, asking, telling somebody that, you know, knowing that they are not good at what they're trying to do. It's got to be, I don't know, I feel for people trying to cast because... That seems like... I don't. I think at, at I, our level, though, everyone that comes in is really good, so be nice to them. So when you Have get, you had the experience or something? Oh, what does that mean? That's is why that, I wrote it, is yeah. because I've had... What more, happened? Um, I've had a few. I mean, I, my, my career, it's been a long career, and so you're going to encounter that. The majority of them are nice. They want you to get the role. They absolutely. Um, but there are... Sometimes you catch them on a bad day or something's happened to them in their life, and they take it out on you. Um, I've had some that... I, I've walked in and, and they're like, any questions? And I go, yeah, is there something that, that you guys don't want that you're seeing? Because it was so uh, it was so specific, the thing. And I understand that sometimes when people come in and they keep doing, hitting that one note, they're like, oh. And I go, is there something specific that you guys don't want to see? And I was ask, going, you know, asking him a question. And he looks up at me and he goes, oh my gosh. He goes, yeah, I do have something. Don't suck. Wow. Oh. And I was wow. like, okay. And I did the scene, and he was like, thank you, goodbye. And I, I was just like, right okay. The audition was, like, already over. It was done. It was done at the, yeah, I'm like, why is anyone having me read at this point? And it was out of courtesy to, that wasn't even courtesy. Yeah, but so, so that's why I wanted to. <laughs> so ridiculous. No, it's still kind to me. Is it? Yeah, 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 please tell me. Joe, My story's Joe, Joe, right? Yes, please. What's the worst please. one, Joe, that's ever happened to you? I've had a few horrible ones, but the one that kind of sticks out of mind right now today, and it's weird because it's not, it wasn't, overtly cruel directly at me except for the fact that this casting director called me in his office he waves me in as he's on the phone as he's making an offer to, to another actor for the role <laughs> I'm about to audition oh for. wow no yes right and he finishes up and makes the offer to the actor right hangs up and I go he'll be great that's what I said right <laughs> and then he goes Joe before we start I just want to say you being here is a testimony to how hard your agents work for you because I did not want to see you for this oh I don't think you're right for this I don't think you should be here right he's like but they busted their ass and they made sure you're here so why don't we get this over with and just get it done okay oh wow. that's that's brutal. And people man. don't and understand. You take time. You memorize these lines. You get in your car. You know, you, you're talking to yourself all night. The night before, you're not, you can't go out. You're talking to yourself all night, rehearsing. You wake up, you're rehearsing. Do You get to the audition, you sit in traffic. You get there and you do it. And then you're like, to be shut down, like you're like, 
I hate myself and I hate every choice I've made in life it's, and it's, it's, it's very it's depressing. Brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. I mean, anytime I'm in a casting and I'm casting somebody, I, I always try to be nice because it's brutal. It's, I, yeah. I, I look at it from my point of view as a director. I can't do what you guys do. Like the brutality of yeah. putting yourselves out there in a raw fashion and just come out and just like, and it's, and it's nine out of 10 times it has nothing to do with you. Like if you don't get the part, it really sometimes you just don't look the part. It's not the person I have in my head. You know, it's just like, I'm sorry, it's just not you or you didn't come with the right energy. So, and then it's like, and the actor goes back like, oh, I just didn't work hard. I'm like, no, it's just, you never had a chance because you just weren't that part in the director's head. Right. And that's why you guys have to, you know, actors have to build that skin and just kind of roll with it and go with it. So, but you always be nice. Even when I know they're not going to get it. Right. I always go through the motions. I'm like, okay, let's talk. And I, and I try to be as nice. and Because they took the time to come out. So I'm yeah. like, at least at least be courteous. courteous. I haven't yeah. done a whole lot of auditioning in my career. It just To me, it's it's equivalent of like a dry finger in the ass. Like it's not <laughs> something that you I was... fantastic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you audition all the time. <laughs> I took it. Audition. I know blood. What? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it just seems like you're constantly gambling and and putting yourself out. And it's it's a, I, I don't know it's not my thing. But when I first moved to LA, I took an auditioning class, and so everybody in the room and you paid a good amount of money for this. And some casting guy who had like a resume that included I used to cast shows at Fox or whatever. I don't know who the, who he was. But I knew he was a dick because he comes out he, he's and everyone's auditioning and I worked, I paid money for this thing and I did my part and he was like, next. He was really rude to me. But every hot, young, little dude boy was, uh, uh, was the, this guy was so into and there was one kid in particular that he was gushing over and I was like, that guy is totally macking on this young boy and mm -hmm. he was a creepy old dude too and mm -hmm. it was so it was a it, and i just wanted to stand up and go so, so you're showing me the casting couch which is crazy have you guys yeah. ever had a casting couch like encounter I wish. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got a good horror story though because i was talking horror stories so i was telling holly last night about this director and for a commercial callback it's kind of like protocol you wear the same outfit you wore the first call like you mm -hmm. always play to the lowest denominator in the room yeah. uh and i wore like it was for a banker and i wore like a total suit and it was supposed to be new york so i wore a scarf under the under the suit i wore it for the audition or for the first call and the callback i get there and the director is a big director and he's got movies out now and and now i see that i'm so mad because i don't like him because he's so such a dick can i say dick yeah. yeah. She just said uh, finger in the ass. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dick away. In, so in the in the room, he we before we even started, he goes, take that scarf off, you're creeping me out. And I and he did it, I thought he was doing a bit, so I like ripped it off his joke and I threw it. I'm like, there, how's that? Thinking he was joking. Right. And he's like, Are you giving me attitude right now? And I said, Oh, no, I thought you were I thought you were joking, you're being serious. He's like, Yeah, I take my job seriously and so should you. And I could just see it like spiraling out of oh, control. God, yeah. And I'm like, Buddy, I I thought you were joking. Like this is, and it just got it kept getting worse. And he's, and then wait, I, remember he said lose the attitude. I lose the attitude, lose the attitude. And I was like, you're literally yelling at me right now, telling me to lose attitude. And then at that point, I was like, I didn't, I know I was gonna get the job. And Ow, so no, <laughs> that was your dry finger in the ass. Yeah, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, he literally did like one line, like That's like awful. you're like not to give a spoiler, but like one line. Okay, thank you. And I was out. Yeah. Of the room. So, so Ruben, dick. since we're here now with you, yes. <laughs> how was your experience on Meg? Uh, but about the same as the story I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was it was such a it was so great. I mean, Jill Asura when she says she literally called her friends and I got a call and I said yes and I came and it was great. It was just so fun. What did you expect when you walked in the door? Like, because I mean, Jill basically, we never let anybody have the full story no. right everyone just had their scenes so it was like all mysterious you literally just showed up you're like all right i don't know what i'm, I'm gonna do today i look i was nervous because uh i wasn't i'm an editor in the film and i know nothing about editing at all like zero <laughs> yeah. like my son knows like more on my phone than i do right and he's five uh so it, i was more nervous about the technical aspect of it because i knew like jill and i could just 
riff and you said for me to be snarky and that's uh, was really hard for me to do <laughs> but the but but the whole technical like editing and how much of the computer stuff you're going right, to use right, any yeah. of the the editing like jargon i i was and then i told you hit the space bar right and and hit, the, sp- hit, hit the, the space, space bar, bar again to stop then that's about that's it. all you yeah. need to do just pretend you've been living in like a dark cavern for years yeah. with no no social you know. and it's funny because i've had editors watch the movie and they just looked like oh god the yeah. editor was great and yeah <laughs> It was perfect. It was perfect. Brad, it's funny because we met for like 10 minutes and we then did. I was like in pasties. I, yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did see that part of the script of like the girl and they didn't even have, I don't think it was pasties originally. It was nude. It just said, or I just, I mean, I just read it in my mind. Maybe I think you read it in your mind. And I showed it to my wife and I was like, uh, she's like, wait, you're doing what? I'm like, no, no, she, it's, it's comedy. It's chill. Like, yeah. it was just, it was just weird. We're going to oh, this we're house. Going, we're going to the valley, in the, in the valley. We're going to the valley. <laughs> There's a little house in the back of a house <laughs> there's some nudity it'll be fine I've never chill. done anything like that yeah. before for me so I'm like I meet these people like I don't know any of them and within a few minutes I have to get into this character to which I've never had any experience either so yeah. what, what's cool is that we didn't put that in the trailer like that was actually a discussion that Alex no, and I had no yeah, I won't yeah, do yeah. you don't put it and in the trailer no, no, now no. that we were like, we finally released one of the promo pictures yeah, everyone's going picture. nuts right. and it's so great because I was like yeah because he goes are you sure and I go no now's the no, time no I asked yeah. I was like should we yeah, do that I was nervous to post the picture because I was I really sat on it for a couple of hours and thought do I want to put this picture on my feed and then of course I mean, it's not that far off from other things I posted right right life. right so it's okay but yeah, I mean, we wanted, we wanted, yeah, it, it and that's gets, why we're talking about because we attention we didn't, getting. <laughs> no, it definitely is attention getting without question. But we had conversations about, yeah, we did about and pasties it was, and about it was what very strategic did. on when to release certain things, things. and and you know because Meg is is so layered, you know, mm-hmm. um, even though it's such a. I would I want to call it a simple story because it's based on my life, but I know I'm not simple. So um, no, she is not <laughs> at all, Joe. But <laughs> she is not simple. Okay, good, good. <laughs> There's many layers to Joe Michelle, and I'll tell you these. This this my my friends are so darn talented, right? And it's like what was cool about not releasing the whole script to everybody was it was on purpose. Um, and I learned that from other shows I've worked mm-hmm. on because so many things change when you have awesome improvisers. So many, when like we were shooting years, there were certain things that you said and like Lana said that now Joe you, won't you, have to you, say. You were, say who you were talking to? Oh, I was talking to, to Ruben yeah. and to Lana, like certain things that Ruben or Lana would say when we were improvising, I go, okay, now Joe doesn't have to say that because we got that from here. So let's mm. move the story. Oh, yeah. Let's change that some things. Sense. So it was really just cool. Take, just cut Joe's part down. Right. <laughs> Everything that happened. Ruben stole, get rid of Joe, your lines. <laughs> <laughs> On that, let's have Joe have some spotlight right now. So, Joe, yeah. yeah, how was it when Joe called? Well, you know, I mean, like she said, she <laughs> called all her friends and offered them jobs, and they all said yes, except for the guy who had my role. And I guess, <laughs> and I guess all the people. Who Joe's she, best friend? Right. So, I guess all the people asked her to be their best friend said no until she got to me. <laughs> That's like what I think. Casting agent, she right. looked at you and She finally I'm, said, oh, he's the one. I'm on the guy. phone with this other guy, but I'll, I'll yeah. try you out. <laughs> Everyone said no. I guess we have to use Your Joe. agent told us to have you here, so that's why we. Yeah. yeah. No. Your agent really pushed you. No, no, I mean, no, but Jill, I mean, I play Jill's best friend, and, and Jill and I are best friends. So, like, and uh, it was ridiculous. We shot a bunch of stuff, and we would sit there. After you were shooting, mm-hmm. and look at you and be like, God, this is just us doing what we normally do on a Tuesday. Like, this is, we're just like sitting here being idiots, you know? And, and that's the reason why it looks so natural yeah. in general. It just, look, that, that, that's a chemistry you cannot construct. That's why we, I, I mean, it would be such a beautiful goal or, or a transition to move this into a, a television series. We were saying we would just show up and do what we do all the time at, mm-hmm. at home and Wait, have a blast doing it. On a Tuesday, you guys get pitched threesomes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Chris is around, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about this. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, our basic behavior. I mean, I think it's based a lot on our lives and the kind of stuff that we go through. But you know, we really. I mean, Jill and I didn't talk too much about what we were going to do either at all. We kind of like sat there and discussed, like she said, the two or three things that needed to be said, made sure that it was covered, and it got covered. And then other than that, we just kind of acted like idiots, which is when we, you know, we have dance offs and act like. 
you know. We just had an wrestled. awesome dance off the other night. We after we watched Hidden Figures, yeah. the music was so good that we. Because when you house. watch Hidden Figures, you think dance off. Oh, totally. <laughs> when Pharrell comes on, we was like, we, the movie was over. I was like, that was a really, that was my favorite movie this year. And then because we were at the, watching a screener in my house, and all of a sudden the music starts going, and I was like, I started moving my shoulders, and I stood up, and it was literally we were ten minutes sweaty. And we had done this amazing dance number, just improvised in the living room. We left the theater dancing. The kids and I, oh, I took them to see. Yeah, yeah, see, it's great. Totally, yeah, yeah it's a great but, film. But Joe and I, that's what we just were just a bunch of goofballs. Like, that's what we do. So to capture it on film, it was like, ah, oh, this is awesome, you know? Yeah, and the, like you said, the idea of, like, if, if we were able to listen to a series, which is what be fantastic to do. Sure. It'd be great to show up every day and just kind of just sit be, there. Yeah, just, just be, be us yeah. sitting on the couch doing whatever we're doing, running around, right. being idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting paid. Not having to memorize lines, just show up and just say whatever we're thinking. Yeah. Like, Yay! <laughs> Yay! So I had a question. I've been asking what I wanted to ask all the actors this. Jill knows me, obviously, for a long time, and Jill has uh, trust in my abilities as a director. When she told you guys about this project, you I mean, many of you guys didn't know who I was. So at what point did you just like, yeah, yeah, we'll go along with this? Because, I mean, you, you do have to trust, you trust Jill, but at a certain point you got to trust a director who's going to be, and I was also the DP and I was also everything else I was doing. So you have to trust that, that this person is going to take care of you. So what was, like, how did you guys, what was your experience like that? Like, what did you, how did you say, yeah, okay. Oh, that's easy. It was easy. I met you yeah. and I was like, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I've committed, yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. It's too late now. Get back on Jill. Whenever somebody pitches a project I always assume with 99% that it's probably not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> fast forward yeah. pasties yeah. <laughs> I just said, well, but she didn't tell me what the character was she just said I'm writing something if it, you know I'd like you to be in it would you be down and I'm like sure it's never going to happen <laughs> that's, that's always yeah, my you, yeah, there's a thousand because, of those calls a, yeah, you a, a get month, so yeah. much stuff kind of out there percolating but, but it, if enough stuff is percolating something might actually come to fruition and with Jill it's most likely that it is because she's a badass bitch mm-hmm. right <laughs> But but then when she called me up to talk to me about what the character was and what she needed for it, that's when it got really fun. Because uh, she you, she said, would you mind? And I could hear in her voice she was really nervous to ask because, like, do you mind? I'm just thinking. Like, it was yeah. like that kind of like. Like because, what, knowing that I would say no probably. Well, I wanted but, to see what you were comfortable uh, with. So I didn't know even where to start. Like. Um, just to go full on, like, do you just want to put your hair around your, your, you know, yeah, your chest? Yeah, that was the first then, thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You said, uh, you said, originally I think it was nude. Yeah. And she and wanted me to have the hair, hair. because then there's the yeah. picture of me like that already. And then I think there. we discussed, uh, we said. No, uh, we were maybe. on the phone because we were both on our computer separately. And I said, well, what have we talked about? Oh, about yes. pasties. Yes, yes, And yes. so we started looking at the same time, Googling and then sending each other links to pasties. Oh, we should see how many pasties we, we would go And then you sent me like three or four pasties. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It was funny. There was one emojis on it yes I remember? yeah we were talking about different no angles. we were gonna do emojis yeah but then we're like are those uh, copywritten exactly. yeah, yeah. Have to clear those because <laughs> emojis would be perfect being that this yeah, character yeah, yeah. is all about the internet and like perfect and then the conversation um progressed to well what am i wearing downstairs and, and we don't we won't, we won't it's, talk a, it's, about a, it's a mystery oh is that what we're keeping secret? It's a so you have to watch this is meg to find out the answer to that. <laughs> yes. but it was it was a good conversation because i was like yeah sure i'll do what you know my, my thought on it was okay i'll do whatever you want to make your project as great as possible because that's my job well and i tell you that's a it's a rare thing to get from i think that's a, a big trust issue too i think that that is a rare thing to get that from an actor that's willing to do whatever to, but, did, yeah. but did they ask you like who's directing this um i told them who but it really honestly it was, alex it just, they know if i'm bringing somebody they're going to be great so it was trust like it so, really was so uh, you really were basically al pacino in um, i mean and donnie brasco like, yeah. he's, he's a good guy I, I'm <laughs> yeah, no no it's cool no, <laughs> i trust we trust you but you know if Here's the thing about the the request, if if it had been gratuitous or like, but, of course. but because it's comedic, of course I'm hands down anytime for the joke. Or if it wasn't, a, if it was like a drama or something, and there was a reason, then yeah, why not? I mean, who cares really at the end of the day? It's mm-hmm. it's about the the project and the and what you're People trying to wear bathing suits. It's the same thing. Like you're uh, in a bathing t- suits. Well, yeah, yeah sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of joke. Can you stretch it? All right. Okay. <laughs> but Holly, yeah. Well, what do you guys think? What was your? Well, I knew Jill would be there, so I got to improvise with Jill. So uh-huh. there's a safety there. 
And I always enjoy when people give suggestions, try it this way, throw this in. So mm -hmm. I was looking forward to it. It's almost it's like a fun, I'm an actress, I love acting. So it mm -hmm. was like, oh boy, I get to do it. And with my friend, we'll improvise and if someone, the director will throw things, try it this way, do this. So I was looking forward to it and excited and, and that was really happening. And I think we all, mm -hmm. I always know nothing happens till it happens. Mm -hmm. uh, in this Gaya, how many times yeah. do we get those calls? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I got this thing. Or yeah. even once it's shot, you know, like, okay, now we shot this thing. It's Six never, years later. No one's, gonna, <laughs> no one's ever going to see that, you know? So I, you know, I wasted a few hours of my day. Let's see what happens after that. I know, I know after we shot it, you were saying like they were, like, all your friends were surprised that we were finished it. Yeah, as very quickly surprised. As we did. And I remember after I shot my scene, you were excited. I think Lana had just shot and you showed me an edited version. And I yeah. was like, this, did they just do this yesterday and it's edited? I was yeah. like, wow, bam, bam, bam. But then here we are at CineQuest. So like, it, it really is a huge yeah. accomplishment because a lot of people, well, people talk all day long about their ideas, yes. nonstop. And, and then sometimes they do get it to a point, but you got it not only to fruition, but also into this great festival. And here we are mm -hmm. having yeah. a blast. Yeah. 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 And it's raining out. San <laughs> no. Jose. California. It like so. rains and it stops raining. I'm like, we feel like we're in Miami. It's yeah. uh, pretty much, pretty, pretty much. No, I, think that's, I think it's interesting because it's like, uh, when you were mentioned, it's like we didn't know each other, but yeah. you know, yeah, but it didn't really, but it didn't really matter. Because the truth of the matter is, there's so much content being made. Also, like if something doesn't work, then just nobody sees it. I mean, like that's, that's just a great way, way of looking at this. Yeah. Right. And it it's is. not like the '80s. Well, like if we'd make it, it's going to be out released right. in theater, right. and, right. and you're screwed. Right. Yeah. Right. That does not happen anymore. There's right. so much content that if it's not good, it just goes away. Right. And if it's good, people see it. Right. <laughs> so you're like, that's so a great like, attitude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're like, you know, so like, you know, you're like, hey, we want to come over to your place and like film some stuff and buy you lunch and have you talk to Jill. Okay. And it's <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, that's kind of like the thought process that right. I have about everything. You right. Know? Just kind of flow with it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, come on over. Bring a camera. The universe. And if it's good, people will watch. Yeah. You remember we talked on the phone. Yeah. Because you, like, maybe I was supposed to talk to you because maybe I was the one you had to actually sort of precast before. It's the only one I, I only one I really. We talked on the phone and it's so weird with people. I can usually tell, even without meeting someone, like within the first like thirty seconds, if they're a Star Wars fan, you can just yeah. <laughs> in, in their voice Ruben or something. The there's something they say, and I knew right away. Like this guy likes Star Wars. We already have this. Like we're already there. And if you like Star Wars, you're not altogether bad. Right. Person, right. Alex told Carson, "He's like you. I happy to meet." <laughs> I think I might have got the job. As I moved the life size Yoda away from right. when we were shooting. Right. <laughs> right. And you know what's funny too? I remember saying and when we were shooting that your logo, I said I said, is this a is this a minion in a soft film? And you're like, actually, no, that's my logo. Yeah. Because like, it looks like if you look at like, yeah, it, yeah. it looks like a, a minion was like <laughs> I, I like to think it's uh, Optimus Prime and uh, Iron Giant's what illegitimate is this? This is your logo? Uh, is that what's yeah. in the background? Of yeah. That's my, that's my yeah. logo. It looks like a minion wearing a Boba Fett helmet. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. 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 I thought, wow. Does that make sense? Do you see Everyone that? sees yeah. what they want to see right. in my logo <laughs> for my company. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, here's the thing I think about Star Wars is that very, most people like Star Wars on some level, but if you smell somebody who doesn't like Star Wars, then is that like the deal breaker? You no, could, I don't. Think I mean, it's it's a deal breaker. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And, my, and I'm married to one. Well, I think and that's, <laughs> she enjoys it. She watched it once. Oh no! She will not watch them again. She's not a sci-fi person in general, oh. but. I've worked my daughters in, so yeah, she will be punished for the rest of her life. Now. <laughs> it's just a great story. I don't even yes, think I, 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 it's difficult to kind of comprehend. It's I a understand. Bible. That's I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I tell this story all the time when I first met her. I had, I do have a life-size Yoda in my house. Which I don't know. Yes. No, it's so cool. You saw it. Yeah, it's so, so I have cool. my I have my Yoda. Who doesn't have a life-size Yoda? I mean, seriously. Seriously. I <laughs> so I had my Yoda, and when we first started dating, um, this was my, this was my, like you, kind of like you can tell. My first thing was like, look, um, before we invite you over, I just got to let you know I have a life-size Yoda. <laughs> because that's like, I can tell right there if this relationship's really right. going to work or not. Yeah. If you're like completely grossed out, this is probably not going to work out. Yeah. And she's like, what's a Yoda? 
And I'm like, that's worse. No, 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 because that's it's wrong. It's you can trainable. roll. It's, it's trainable. trainable. It's yeah. trainable. <laughs> and she comes from another country, so you know she's Colombian. I'm like, and she, but she knew what's like. You know what Star? She's like, I know of it. I've just never seen it because I'm not into star, into sci-fi. I'm like, all right, great. So she comes over, and she looks at him, and she's like, okay, he's he's cool. All right, fine. And she saw past all that. Then she's on her phone with uh, a, a friend of hers. Uh, and she's like, I'm dating this guy, and he's got this green old lady in the corner <gasps> of his house. Oh, I think her name is Joda. Oh, and then God. there's silence on the phone, and and he goes, you will refer to him as Master Yoda. She's like, you too, my God, oh, you're my everywhere. God. That's so funny. <laughs> so what's your wife's favorite movie? Like, what would be? Oh, this God. is Meg. This is Meg, obviously. Yeah. But after this is Meg, I don't... She doesn't. She's not a cinephile, you know. My wife is completely different than me, so we completely. Right, that's why ourselves. I'm like curious to know. She like, likes. I mean, she enjoys like Shawshank, and you know, she enjoys uh, murder movies. No, no, <laughs> but she Shawshank's one of the top five of all time. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. like, she'll enjoy those kind of movies, but she doesn't have like a movie like. Well, like, <laughs> believe it or not, she loved, used to love white chicks. Oh, like really? she fucking oh pissed God. herself with white chicks. That's so funny. Like fucking pissed That's herself with white silly, chicks. Funny. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll watch that. But like she doesn't like slapstick. But for whatever godforsaken reason, she mm. pisses herself with white chicks. <laughs> uh, but things like but like things like that. But she doesn't um, die hard. She loves she Die Hard. Loves, die? Oh, loves, wow. loves, okay. loves Die So she can't be all bad. Yeah, John so it's Wick. all random. Yeah. Did you like John Wick? No, she no, didn't get into John Wick that much. Really? No, Die Hard, but she loves Die Hard. Lethal Weapons, she likes. She likes 80s action. 80s action. 80s action, she'll dig. What is, Predator. Are you guys going to do another film? As is far there, as... Uh, like after this, there's going to be a This Is Make follow-up, or are you guys going to do something... Well, we did my st- our stand my stand up special. Well, yeah, yes. the, her stand. Yeah, we did Jill's yeah. stand up special, which is in my hard drives right now. Yes, sitting, <laughs> sitting cooking. Yes, cooking. cooking. Right now. We'll attack that probably what the end of March. End of March sometime. To, yeah, we'll yeah. start. We'll start we, working. We're gonna see who called this it, is Eric. It'll actually. This is this is Al. This is this is a series of them. Involved. <laughs> well, yeah. When you're editing her special, it's gonna be kind of reflective on the scene where she's editing her for her. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> there, guys, a, it's funny because there's a scene in This Is Meg where she's editing a, her stand-up. And so you, will you be back in that same room? Yes. That, is, that is our... That's yeah, that's you right. You might have wow. the exact same scene just play out like I've seen this 5,000 times. It's like, yeah, and I'm like, do you have another angle? Yeah, do you have I another don't know how many more angles I can get. <laughs> do you know how crazy... Because before, most people that came over to watch mm. the movie was in my office. Yeah. So when that scene comes up, it's like, wow, we're in the movie. Yeah. Like, we're, in yeah. The, we're watching the movie. It's we're surreal. in the movie. Right. It's like really weird and meta. That is weird. <laughs> it is. That but, is pretty cool. So after this, we're doing um, we're doing Jill's stand-up special. Uh, we're hopefully going to be launching the um, the movie in iTunes in the summer. Nice. And that's when we're going to plan to release it. And we're doing a whole um, cross promotion with Distriber, who's a, a, a partner of ours that's going to be putting what it. What is in. it called? Distriber. Okay. Distriber allows you to. Company? No, they're not a distribution company. What they are is an aggregator. So if you want to get any movie into iTunes, uh, Netflix, Hulu, you can't directly go to them unless you personally have a contact there. But generally speaking, they don't just like off the street. It costs money, right? You it does cost money. But, um, and, but the thing is with them. They do a package deal of like 10, 10 platforms for like four or five grand, mm-hmm. and you only pay if you get in. And if you don't get into the platforms, you get refunded like I think 80, 85% of your fee. So you only pay like a hundred, like basically it's 125 bucks to submit to iTunes to, or to submit to Netflix and give it a shot. So it's not that big of it's like a basically a film okay, festival. Film festival, yeah. So isn't it amazing? I I find it so cool. Like nowadays, anybody can really make a project and then yes. put it out to the world. It doesn't yes. take what it used to be, and nope. it, the, the formula is completely changed in in entertainment. And I think also what you're gearing to also because we when we sat down, we really geared this as a real true indie. We didn't look at it like it's independent from the studios and we're going to, it's an $18 million budget. You know, we were yes. like, no, this is a real indie. How can we utilize it? We know it's going to be, not going to be a huge theatrical release. We're not going towards that kind of, it's not an Avengers. It's not whatever. So where can, how can we target this, make it for as little as we can to make it look as great as we can and get a return on it. So that's really, it was like from the top, like he had a marketing strategy. Alex had, this is our marketing strategy. And I was like, okay, let's go. And we studied these certain types of films that were towards that kind of goal. 
and it's happening. It, it really is. It was a whole game plan from the start. Yeah, I mean, the big, the big, uh, for me at least, before I called Jill, the biggest uh, inspiration for me to even do this was Mark Duplass, uh, Joe Swanberg, uh, those kind of movies that these guys would just kind of grab, you know, a few grand and grab a bunch of their friends and go make, make, go make a movie and then just release it. So like Jones Wallensburg did like six features in one year um, and he just kept popping them out and he's got like 35 features under his belt. Uh, and Duplass Brothers did the same thing and they're like, you know, they're huge now. And Duplass Brothers are very big as well. And, and so that's what my, my goal was. I was like, well, I can do that because I, I had much more experience than they did when they started. They, they literally had no experience when I started. I mean, I have a lot more resources at my disposal so why can't I do that, you know? And then I have someone like Jill, and then Jill brings in her friends, and then I bring in my friends, and, I, and we put it all together. And that's why it moves so quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've all been in projects. And these don't go. You, right. don't, you don't have an idea in May, and you have a final product in August. It doesn't work. And then you're in CineQuest a few months later. Like, it does not work that way, generally speaking. But because all engines were running full force, and we knew exactly where we were going, and that's why on the set, we never had you know, problems. It was like, I, know, I remember you were saying to, I think you told Jill, like, this is so easy. This is so much fun. Right, was it was just like, it's a, yeah. there's no stress on the set. I'm like, but there's no stress because there was three people on the yeah. set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's that as well. And we got everybody in and out as quickly as possible. There was Yeah, no... you were there half day, right? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. We, we did you first part of the day. I think we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. It was super easy. Yeah. But I'm curious also, so you, you pay the money, you get it, did it, it distributed on these different outlets. Mm -hmm. But then how does it not get buried in the sea so, of stuff that's already on those places as so well? So that's the biggest mistake that a lot of filmmakers make when, they, when they're going to release uh, a film. Let's say they're going to do a, a digital release. First and foremost, to make money selling your film online, you, it, it, it is difficult. It's no question about it. So if you have a half a million dollar budget film and you think you're going to go down the self-release plan, you better have a really big audience, a really... A, a, clear understanding of how to deal in digital marketing and things like that because it's just it's almost impossible i have a, a success story uh of a movie that they made for i think they crowdfunded at 1.2 million dollars they crowdfunded oh. uh but they're also it was called range 15 and i'm dying to get them on the show but it was called range 15 um they wanted to make a comedy zombie movie uh and they basically are uh ex-military they're all vets and they run uh probably like the biggest uh, apparel company for vets out there and they have a huge youtube show that they do but it's all like really kind of rinky dinky kind of stuff you know nothing high production value at all also a big budget too right but they said so they like you know what let's start crowdfund our audience and they raise that kind of money because their audience is extremely loyal and they know who their audience is so they like our audience wants us to make this movie mm -hmm. so they got 1.2 million then they got some some stars in it that Sean Astin, they have William Shatner, they had I think Keith David in it, Danny Trejo because he's in all movies. So all I think guys. we have Danny in our movie somewhere. I just yes. don't know where. Yes. Um, so, but they went off, and then after they made the movie, which cost them nothing because they crowdfunded it all, then they're like, okay, let's go down to distributors, and they went all through all the studios, and all the studios, all the distributors did the same thing. They're like, oh, we're gonna give you the standard deal, and they're like, well, we're bringing the audience. Why would I give you fifty percent or sixty percent? or 40% of my money. Like, it didn't make any sense to them. So they're like, we're just gonna self-distribute it. And then they distributed themselves through Distriber, and they, I think they just broke seven figures uh, a little wow. while ago. And wow. they, but it's all them, and they actually, their, their, their distribution plan is what we're gonna do. Um, but what they did was they actually were able to get to the number two spot on iTunes and stay there for weeks. Oh How were they able to facilitate that? So through the reason, their fan base? Or? Well, only not only through their fan base, but. What you do is, and I'm going to talk about all of this later. We're actually going to do an entire like documentary on how I released Meg. Oh wow! To show everybody the entire process of it with Distriber, and we're working as partners on it. So, because uh, I actually went down to their offices, they sat me down in the conference room and they showed me the entire distribution plan. And they're like, "This is what worked for Range 15," and I think this is what most filmmakers should do. And they're like, we want this information out there because we want all of our filmmakers to be successful. Because the more they make and the more happy they are, we'll get more business. And we just want to help the filmmakers. That's why they opened the business. Nick, the CEO, just that's he was screwed by distributors. So he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna open my own my own awesome. my own thing out. So what uh, the plan is is when filmmakers release a film, they'll uh, digitally they'll go through like five platforms. So they'll do Google Play, they'll do Amazon, they'll do iTunes. Um, and that's all trans uh, TVOD, which is transactional uh, video on demand. Uh, and then there's SVOD, which is subscription-based, which is Hulu, uh, Netflix, and Amazon uh, at the moment. Um, so they'll release it in five platforms in TVOD first. 
And then what happens is you dilute your audience. So you make no impact in any one platform. So their plan was, we're going to focus all our energy on iTunes because iTunes is the largest TVOD. So you focus all your energy on that. And if you can get, and this is un, off the record kind of stuff, but if you can get three to 500 transactions in the first day, uh, meaning rentals or purchases, uh, you'll get in the top 10 of your category. Hmm. So that way you're already out of the weeds. If you're able to get two to 3,000 uh, transactions in the first day, you might be able to crack the top 10. And if you crack the top 10 of iTunes, it's it, that then you start being found by people that have right. no idea who you you're are because the trap because the traffic is so high. So the way they actually laid it out is like you're here, here are all the fish up top, the salmon are running up there, but you need to get your bait up there so they can see it. So until that is that's that's the key. So again, for you to make a lot of money on it, it it's hard. Doesn't bait go down? <laughs> Jojo, stop it. <laughs> so that's the plan. We're going to focus all of our energies on the one day and the one one platform first. And then we see if it works. If it doesn't work, then we split it out to the other ones right away. Right. And then we are going to submit to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, see if anyone bites on it um, and see if that happens. Because if, if any of them pick it up, that would be great. But you do that three months after TVOD. So you don't want it. Because if you go to, like if you put up on YouTube mm-hmm. right away, you're done. You've, you've 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 shot yourself in the foot. You can't really sell it, unless your end game is to get expo- to get exposure to get right, you're clicks. T- you're looking at me directly because of Limeade. Yeah, yeah, no, no, because no, we had we had a, we had a conversation yeah, about last it. night about Limeade. Because- but but that's the thing, and I always ask people when people ask me about distribution, I'm like, what's your end game? Right. Is your end game to make money, or is the end game to get attention? So for your audience, I have yeah. a project out that I just want attention. Good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a visual album called Limeade, much like Beyonce's Lemonade. It's mm-hmm. just a ten song um comedy visual album mm-hmm. and it's awesome and yeah. i could have made money on it because of the production value is sure. so so high mm-hmm. um if but... you would have talked to me prior to uh-huh. releasing it i would have given you my advice of trying to get it out to to monetize if that's even an interest to you first yeah. and then you will it out in a few months into you know the free. monetization of that project the only reason why i would want to put it on those other platforms is that it would give other people on those in those areas an opportunity to view it mm-hmm. and that's all i because i just want it's my like gift to the world i want people to be able to find it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. love it right, right, right. and in, and know the songs and know the content and then come out and i'll do it live for you that's my goal so, so that's and that's the should end. i still put it on those other absolutely platforms? because, because it it's just so another much money though to put it well on it all those. depends on what you want to do so if mm-hmm. you if you put it on well first of all you can put it on amazon i think you're gonna put it on yeah it's, it's gonna be on amazon so if you put it up on itunes you know it's gonna cost you 900 bucks so yeah. that's that's advertising if you think you can do any dent in itunes or if you have a big search people searching for you in itunes it's great so it all depends on what your end game is, but that's the thing that we all people filmmakers in general always have to find out. Like, what's your end game? Are you do you want to make money or do you want to get it out there? Right. And if you want to get it out there, put it up on YouTube but and just focus everybody iTunes, on YouTube. Can you put it up for free on iTunes? No, not so, for free. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm already offering it for free, so I don't want anyone to have to pay for it. Well, that's the difference too, because a lot of people like the convenience of their platform. So you have to also take that into consideration. Because if they have an Apple TV and they want iTunes and they just want to see it on iTunes, and they'll pay ninety nine cents. Hmm. And they won't. They won't care. Right. So there, are, you know, I have stuff on multiple different platforms, and sometimes they pay, sometimes they get it for free, sometimes they rent it. it just depends. Yeah. Well, maybe honestly, I can see a lot of people who are fans of the content wanting to support it because they know. It, Correct. It, and there's that too. Then you have a fan base. Right. So because you have a fan base, they want to help you. They want to. They want to love you. They want to support you in what your art is. Um, and I think that's that you, you should take advantage of that. Not in a bad way, but in like, hey, they want to help you. Why not take the money? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not help you to continue making more art? Right. So so we went off on tangent a little bit on the distribution aspect of things. But <laughs> no, um, not really. It's no, not no, no. Related. But everyone else is quiet and checking their phone, so I want to <laughs> bring everyone back in. <laughs> Ruben's sleeping. Sorry, Ruben. It's been a long what? it's it's been we, we we had a lot of fun last night, so we're all a little groggy. Yeah. That's right. So What's fun is code for we had a lot of drinks last night. Yeah. <laughs> and and surprisingly decent sushi. Yeah. And in San Jose. Decent, yeah, that was actually really good. Decent sushi in San Jose. So what's your experience been like at CineQuest for you guys? Well, it's thrilling. I, I mean, to, it's thrilling to be able to see what you guys did and what we did on a big screen. Yeah. That was really, really cool because we had had the initial viewing party, yeah, and like, that was yeah. and that was a large screen. Mm-hmm. But and I was like, that's really neat. But it was so cool. We were sitting in the back row of this theater, and 
you're just larger than life with everything. I'm sitting next to Jill. I'm just like, Kim Tetra, oh my God, you look beautiful. Oh, you look so pretty in that scene. Like, it, it was it was really fun. I wanted to ask you guys, what was your first impression when you saw the movie, each of you? Because each of you had, you know, the very first time you saw it, what was your impression of it? Ruben? Uh, it was shot well. Like, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, wow, this is... <laughs> this is... This is uh, I don't know to be insulted or... or, no, or, no, or, not, or not. no, not that, but I meant, like... And, and you know, you've all... And this is never with Jill, but, like, you've, your friends come up... They want you to the movie. <laughs> right. And then you're like... You're like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you never know the, the production value of what it's going to be. And um, until you see the final product, I'm like, wow, this is, like, really lit well. It looks like... I mean, like it looks. It's expensive. It looks really expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. I'm like, wow, this looks like a really <laughs> like, shot in a guy's back room. Right, it looks really good. Like I, uh, um, so that that was a ver- my very first uh, thought. And then, so. I, and after you fell asleep after the first fifteen minutes, after, I, after, 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 after my scenes, I was like, I'm boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to see when my friends do projects, and sometimes people will send you a link to something, and you're you like, all right, very I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, and I really want to like this because I don't want to have to go, oh, it was great, you know, <laughs> and I really liked it. I was really proud to be part of this, and it's it's super exciting, and that's a good thing. You know, oh, <laughs> you yeah, job. I can't believe I'm in that piece of shit. <laughs> Joe? Uh, you know, being involved in production as well, like like you, and right. make, used to making my own projects and doing my own thing a lot of the time, to be involved in something that I know was shot over such a short period of time, for, for so little money and to see it on the screen and work as well as it did was uh, a pleasant surprise. You know what I mean? You sit there and you're like, that's an accomplishment. I mean, like, you know, it's a really good group of actors who all came together to make a project that I'm really proud of at the end of the day. And we know, and, and want to tell people, I'm like, this thing was made, you know, uh, with very little, over very little time. Under $25 million. Yeah. 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 We'll, release, we'll release the budget after our, our audit is done. Yes. Right. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, you, but honestly, it's like, you know, it, it speaks volumes for the project that it rises above and beyond the amount of, you know, because you know the magic triangle, right? It's like, you know, it comes down to like... Fast, good, or cheap. Yep, fast, good, or cheap. You Any know? two of the three you want. Right, right. And the thing is, is like, this got all three. And that's a very rare thing to see happen. It really is, actually. I never thought of it that way. It was fast, good, and cheap. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was yeah. actually... Yeah. And, that, and it, that breaks the rule for me. And I, you know, I tell people that, that triangle all the time. And yeah. I tell people it's important to be aware that it's difficult to do this, to do something fast, good, and cheap. And that this thing was that. And, I, and uh, it makes me extremely proud of it. Oh, thank yeah. you. And same thing. I'm so proud to be in it. Watching it up on the big screen was like, wow, this is amazing that these guys got all their friends together and did it. And also that we didn't see the whole script and just the scenes. And I think when I saw the whole thing put together, Jill never told me anything. Yeah, like I didn't know how it was going to end. Right. right. Yeah. I knew she was working really hard. <laughs> I wasn't seeing her much, but I didn't know what was happening. So to see it all together, I was like, oh my God, this is such a good movie and it's a great story. And to see all her friends that she got together, that really everyone was so good and brought so much to the table, um, uh, 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 improvised so well within the structure and... Uh, and looked beautiful, uh, and it's a project I agree. I'm proud to be a part of, and am excited to tell people about. And it's an interesting thing too, because you sit there and you take a look at the project, and, and uh, so many Hollywood stories are self-indulgent. Uh, they really, you know, we. Yeah. I mean, I, we all have friends who are like, "I'm going to do a wrote a script. It's about trying to be an actress in Hollywood." You know, it's like <laughs> wrote a script about trying to make a movie. It's you like know, we it, all on, that. on paper, this is a horrible pitch. Oh, That's it's right. Horrible. It's a horrible yeah. pitch. Yes, and you sit there, you're just like, <laughs> it's like everybody I know has at least one of these scripts on their shelf. And the fact that you know, last night at the screening, that woman came up and she goes, "I really feel that the story is universal." Mm-hmm says a lot about the project yeah. because it goes beyond the backdrop of it being a Hollywood story mm. and goes to like something of much more a human interest story and I think that's great. And you know, also too, the guy who was with the Cinequest, the volunteer afterwards, like gave like the best compliment for an improviser is like, it was a scripted, right? To think that yeah. it wasn't improvised and everything was scripted was like the best. And I, and I, I backed it up with, you know, after Ruben had mentioned that, I was like, that's <clears> because we're all professionals. And I think that, you know, especially for the listeners out there, the reason why we were able to get the whole triangle is because everybody's so professional. Every just everyone brought their A game. We know how to listen. We know mm-hmm. how to, a lot of improvisers that are new will talk over each mm-hmm. other. And because we knew how to listen, they really believed that every word was written, and that was like an honor. And I looked at them and went, "That's them," yeah. you know. It's and it like, wasn't holy. easy to cut. No, <laughs> it was not easy no. to edit that together. No, we guys. learned a lot. <laughs> we learned a lot. But I, I will say this: I feel like 
this is a beautiful unique quality and i want to at least address to everybody my gratitude because i know that without alex this couldn't have been done without you ruben it couldn't be done without holly without lana without joe without jenica without carlos I, with the other carlos with you know with work there's it, it couldn't have it was sean it couldn't have been done everybody's elements made this project so there's an appreciation there and i uh, i feel like a lot of filmmakers when they have something beautiful they get cocky and they move on thinking that they can go off and do it now again and it's not it's a dynamic it's a trust bond and i just have to say thank you to that because that's why meg is so beautiful and you're right on paper people it's are like oh page. god but page. they see it and they go there's so much heart in this film and and like even my sister when she watched it she's like i really was watching it because it was just you She's like, but that kind of storyline doesn't really interest me. She goes, but Jill, oh my God, it related so much. She's a teacher. She goes, I feel that way at work. You don't understand, even with social media, what they're making us do as teachers. She's like, I don't want to do all that stuff. I just want to teach the kids. Like, and now they're like making them do live, you know, things. Facebook and, uh, Yes. <laughs> and she's as, as a teacher. That's ridiculous. And so there's so it's relatable to so many people. I don't know how we could change the pitch, but you know, we are doing it. Like, are you, do you ever feel stuck in life? And you know, it's like that feeling of, you know, you're not, you not, you can't just go, Oh, screw you to everybody. And Hey, everybody does everything for you. But then you're not like, you know, a nobody trying to struggle. You're like in this in between kind of like the observer, like, Oh, what's yeah. going on? I, I think, I think the final, like one of the things, I think that one of the reasons that the project was a success is everyone did what they said they were going to do. Yeah. And that's so rare. Yeah. in this business like people always say oh yeah i'll come over oh yeah i'll do this right but everybody across the board if you asked to do a job you did it and we kept going and there was trust involved and yeah. jill as the writer put together a great story and a great cast of characters to tell the story i think the point of this podcast today is just don't go see this as me obviously, <laughs> obviously don't see it it's not really worth it everyone dies anyway it all implodes guys it's so much fun hanging out with you at this festival it's been just a delight for me it was a, a night away I got to sleep in this morning <laughs> if anything came out of this whole film is that I got to go to San Jose and actually sleep in for two hours without getting woken up by kids so thank you Jill Michelle uh, guys I always ask everybody where they can find you online yeah absolutely and so let's just go around really quick tell us tell me where social media like or whatever because yeah, yeah, you guys okay. gotta look up everyone uh, and by the way i've had this conversation with ruben so prepare yourself yes i uh, didn't think the internet was gonna last <laughs> so i thought it was a fad so i didn't want to i didn't want to jump on that train <laughs> So I'm on Facebook. I am on Facebook. And I thought that was, I did it. I'm so, there. But I guess there's a lot more other than Facebook. Yeah. So the so, irony of you telling Meg that she needs to be on social media right, is, right. is very ironic. Again, again, yes. That's very hilarious. Much so. But Ruben Dario. Ruben on, Dario on Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Right. I'm Holly Wartel. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and I, uh, I and that's Wartel with two L's. That's right. Yes. Uh, and I teach uh, uh, improv and comedy as well uh, in Hollywood and Chicago. Yeah. Well, you guys know me. Okay. This is Meg. dot com. Everything. <laughs> yes. Else. Most of my stuff can be found at blackanaldestroy.com. dot oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, What's that other website that you own? I actually own blackanalystory.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His okay. number is five five. I'll put his address in the show notes. <laughs> well, for my listeners, you know it's Lana Turner, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. -E and for the Indie Film Hustle listeners, you guys are film fans. What I want you guys to do is get online and go and find Lana Turner and look up Limeade because mm -hmm. you will love it. As film fans, it's I'm so proud of that. So please go check that out and share it. And I always end my podcast by saying thank you guys so much for listening to the Perfect 10 podcast. Go tell 10 people and we'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> and and, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, for the Perfect 10 podcast, uh, you can reach me at IndieFilmHustle.com if you guys want to know a little bit more about filmmaking uh, and the process of filmmaking. If you got a project out there, uh, it's definitely something you should listen to so thank you guys for listening everyone thank, thank you so you. much for being here yeah. we're all in a hotel room together yeah. and we're getting naked bye bye <laughs> <laughs>